What's up, Doom Nation? It's Gags here, and I'm going to be going solo on this one to bring you our Doomed review of Episode 2 of Loki, called The Variant. Uh, but first, don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe so you can stay up to date on all of our reviews. We're going to be breaking down every episode of Disney Plus's Loki series this uh, season. And um, I'm going to start off with the opening scene of Episode 2. And I thought it was pretty fitting opening sequence uh, for a show about the god of mischief. And uh, it made you think that the first scene is going to be in medieval times. But it's really a Renaissance Fair sort of event in 1985 Oshkosh, Ohio. Uh, and in this opening scene, you know, we again see that the hooded figure that we believe to be Loki kills more of the Minutemen, takes their time reset charges, and leaves. But this time with an actual Minutemen hostage which is pretty interesting. The uh, next scene is uh, Loki. He's back in the TVA, and he's now kind of officially working for the TVA. Uh, we see that he's been studying the TVA propaganda, and what I thought was a pretty funny scene, it's of him with the Miss Minutes clock, who's apparently some sort of AI, actual living entity, and not just a cartoon, which we were led to believe from the first episode. Um, and Miss Minutes gives us some actual interesting information. We learn from her that when a Nexus event approaches the red line, it would lead to the destruction of the sacred timeline and reality as we know it. Uh, if you're not familiar with the Nexus event, um, the Minutemen have this uh, thing on their arms, like a little screen, and every time they go back to a Nexus event, there's that line that's uh, escaping the main timeline. So that's what the Nexus event is, and that's what the Minutemen are always trying to repair. Um, so Loki and the TVA, they go on a mission in this episode, and uh, they're still set on the variant that they're hunting is Loki, and um, they're going to be bringing the Loki that we're familiar with along on this mission. And uh, before they set out on this mission, one of the points Loki makes here was stood out to me and was very interesting. Um, he distinguishes kind of his two different powers, um, and I think this could be important later on in the series. Uh, he says that illusion projection is depicting a detailed image of oneself in the outside world uh, compared to duplication casting, which is creating an exact facsimile of oneself in its present circumstance and acts as a true holographic mirror of its molecular structure. So what I gather from that is that illusion projections are not physical projections you could touch, but the duplication casting are actual recreations of Loki's physical body that he could kind of cast in another location. Um, that one you would actually be able to touch. The illusion one, your hand would maybe go straight through. And I think this is going to be important, and I think this is going to be key in future episodes. Time will tell if uh, this pops up as a trick that Loki uses to deceive the audience later on a major event or a plot twist, something like that. So I think we should keep an eye out for that. <clears throat> uh, next, the crew goes to 1985, 1985 Ohio, from the, which was in the uh, opening scene. And uh, Loki kind of attempts to stall them uh, so that a nexus event can redline, and he could use that to his advantage, as he just learned about the Nexus event from Miss Minutes earlier in the episode. But he's figured out by Agent Mobius that he's trying to deceive them, and they leave and reset the timeline. Um, 
After this, Mobius kind of spells out to Loki what he perceives his intentions to be, which is to get in, get an audience in front of the timekeepers, charm them, and seize control of the TVA and its power. What? Charm your way in front of the timekeepers, hustle them, and seize control of the TVA? Am I getting warm? A double cross by history's most reliable liar. Loki denies it, but honestly, it seems like a very Loki thing to do, at least in my opinion. Uh, after that, Loki's tasked with reading reports, but he asked for the files around the creation of the TVA, uh, the beginning and end of time, and is denied all as they are classified. Uh, adding to the mysteries and my own personal suspicions of the TVA slash timekeepers, which I'm going to go into more at the end of this review. I kind of want to just give, give the recap of the whole episode first. Um, Loki finds out after this about the destruction of Asgard, which is a really like emotional scene that was well done. Uh, that, and this happened in Thor Ragnarok. And, uh, if you remember this version of Loki, um, escaped from the first Avengers movie, which was before, uh, Thor Ragnarok. So this Loki had no idea Asgard and all its inhabitants have been killed and destroyed. Um, he never was around to experience that yet. Um, but he also figures out while reading about Ragnarok that the variant that they're hunting, he can he can hide out in areas of apocalypses like Ragnarok. Um, essentially, Loki says, if you are in an area where an apocalypse is about to happen, you doing things that would create nexus events wouldn't matter and wouldn't really create nexus events because everybody is going to be killed in the apocalypse event anyway. So all the actions wouldn't really matter in the grand scheme of the timeline. And they test this out by going to Pompeii and they create a nexus event before the volcano in Pompeii explodes. Loki like gets up on the uh, cart and he gets all these goats going and is throwing things around at all the people. He reveals himself to be from the future and they prove Loki's theory correct as no nexus event is detected uh, and as the volcano erupts, kills everybody. So Loki's theory seems to be correct. Um, now they're going to use this to catch, capture the uh, variant Loki. And um, they search kind of through the records for areas that could have bubblegum from the first episode. And they use this bubblegum to figure out that the variant Loki is hiding out in Alabama in 2050, which is in the future, as from the current uh, present that we're in, I guess you could say, in the MCU. And I thought that that was just kind of cool because we go into this Alabama 2050 and we get like a small mini glimpse into the future of the MCU, although it's very small. At least we know the MCU is still around in 2050. Makes you wonder how long Disney is planning on keeping these things going. Could be a long time. So this hurricane in 2050, it creates an apocalypse apocalypse event uh, that they believe the variant again is hiding in. So pretty quickly, we run into people who seem to be under the variant's control. And uh, we actually learn that enchantment is how they're being controlled by what Loki presumes to be his variant. Um, Loki kind of goes back and forth with this uh, entity and the uh, enchanted people. And he explains that his goal is to overthrow the timekeepers uh, which kind of proves Mobius's earlier theory to be correct. I'm going to overthrow the timekeepers. And uh, 
cards on the table, I could use a qualified lieutenant. And I assume you mean... Me. And he wants the variant to be his lieutenant, and, you know, ruling over the TVA and over the, the sacred timeline, kind of giving him the ultimate power in the universe, something Loki is always, you know, that seems to be his motivation. He wants to rule everything. Uh, but we find out that the variant's not really interested in ruling the TVA or any of that. Uh, we discover that it has time reset charges placed all around the store. And uh, Loki's then attacked by the enchanted people. And uh, this leads to our big reveal of the episode, which is who the hooded figure really is. And this is just as confusing, I'd say, to me. I had to watch this two times. Uh, this is going to be my only um, criticism of the episode because it was a little dark and was loud. It was explosions. But the big reveal is the hooded figure seems to be an Asgardian woman, possibly a Lady Loki. Not much, else is, not much else is revealed, and I'm going to assume that in future episodes, we're going to obviously find out more, especially because Loki, at the end here, he goes, through the, uh, he goes through the time portal with her. So next episode, I'm assuming we'll figure out more. So that's kind of the recap of the whole episode. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I thought it was funny. It was definitely really interesting. The only negative negative to me, like I said, was the big reveal was a little bit messy and kind of hard to hear and see a little bit. Um, so that's really the only negative for me. I'm going to give the episode a nine overall, um, and I'm excited for the next one. But I want to go into next my kind of theories and final points. And my, my biggest theory is is kind of on what is the TVA? Is it a scam? Is it a brainwashed cult of people, it seems like? Um, Loki made a point in this episode that the TVA are just like the Asgardians. They seem to be drunk with power and blinded to the truth that they are not the ultimate power. Um, that's one hint. Another hint I'm taking is from episode one. Uh, Mobius was confused with how long he has been in the TVA. There seems to be some like delirium, mind erasure sort of thing going on with the TVA agents which reminds me a lot of the Men in Black universe. I said in our first review, the whole TVA kind of reminds me of the Men in Black. And if you remember in the Men in Black uh, movies, spoiler alert, spoiler alert if you haven't, um, the agents all have their previous memories of their life erased. And uh, they don't know what, a, what they did or where they came from for the most part. So this is giving me the same kind of vibes as that. Looking also at another part of this episode too, um, Loki was reading a, a magazine of uh, jet skis, and this was Mobius's magazine. And uh, he learns that Mobius has a, a kind of obsession with 1990s era jet skis. Um, and he actually asks Mobius if he's ever been on a jet ski, and Mobius says no. And they go into this very ideological debate about the TVA being real or not. Remobius says he believes uh, the TVA is real because he believes it's real. And uh, any further any further questionings of of this of like his ideology, he says that are always like oversimplifications, or he doesn't seem to have a clear answer to the questions Loki's asking him. Um, he also makes a really weird quote um, when asked about what happens at the end of time. Agent Mobius says uh, that they meet. In, they meet in peace at the end of time with the timekeepers. 
And I mean, if that doesn't sound like a cult behavior, cult ideology, I don't know what does. Um, my next point on this, on my theory here, um, is the kidnapped Minuteman from the opening sequence. Uh, we do see her again in the Roxcart building, and um, she's uh, tied up, and Agent Mobius and everybody get over to her, and she seems to have some sort of PTSD, and she keeps repeating uh, the phrase like, it's real, it's real. So I was sitting there trying to think of what she could possibly be thinking about, and I think my assumption here is that she, when she was kidnapped, she was given some sort of vision of maybe her real life, something similar to Mobius, how he liked, he likes the jet skis. Maybe she saw something in her real life and realized her, you know, she had an actual real life and what's going on with the TVA is like a men in black, uh, situation, cult indoctrination sort of thing. Um, and that's why maybe she apparently gave away the timekeeper location because she's been shown this vision of her own life and wants to get back to it and realizes the whole thing is a scam. Um, so I mean, we'll find out, I hope, but that seems to be the whole um, real basis of the show. Yes, there's the conflict between Loki and the variant, but it all seems to be based around the mystery of the TVA and the timekeepers. And I don't think it's the propaganda that the TVA is feeding uh, the audience through the first couple episodes. So we'll find out as we go. A couple final points I want to make is that my causal time loop theory from our first episode's review seems to have been blown up, as it's really not Loki, I guess you could say, who's the uh, variant. So I don't think it's going to be a causal time loop thing. Um, The reset charges, they prune the effective radius of a branch timeline, allowing the timeline to heal its wounds. But in the end of the episode, they can also seemingly be used to destroy the timeline or create variants. So it seems like they're weapons that are supposed to fix the timeline, but they could also be used to destroy the timeline. Um, Something else I thought was interesting was the Franklin R. Roosevelt pen and Agent Mobius's analyst on the side comment. I feel like maybe Mobius and the woman who's like in charge of the TVA maybe has some sort of romantic relationship or there's more going on there we'll have to see coming up and uh, my last point is that man Loki is one of the most interesting and complex characters that I have ever tried to figure out from a television show like his motivations his actions in the moment everything could either be real or it could be a complete deception and you know like I sit here and try and make a review me and Chris try and make a review All the stuff I'm telling you, who knows what it could be. And I just thought it was really interesting, but really frustrating at the same time to try and like dissect and get behind what makes Loki tick, really. You know, everything that was even said in this episode, it could all be BS and uh, we won't really know until the the season is uh, completed. So uh, that's my doomed review of episode two, the variant of Loki's Disney Plus series. Um, If you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe. And uh, don't forget to check out the rest of our podcast. Our YouTube channel is at Two Dune Men. You could also find everywhere else that we are at linktree.com slash Two Men. Thank you.